Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruning. Joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, it's time for tournament basketball, man. Um, you got everything filled out? You got the men's tournament submitted? I do, and we're squeezing this in right before the men's stuff begins. I've got all my men's stuff filled out. Uh, I did a women's bracket. Now I just need to get my multiple TV setup going, and then I'll be ready for two days of nonstop basketball. I need YouTube TV to have the like quad box type well, stuff. Well, Apple right? Apple TV does it when you get on the ESPN app, but none of the games are on ESPN. So yeah. you've got to go full. You got If you want to really get into true TV and – uh, everything else, you've got to have multiple TVs or go to some restaurant that's got them all on. So Exactly, exactly. Might have to get creative out there. But um, we're going to talk about the women's basketball team. Um, a lot of people care about this women's basketball team. A lot of people love this women's basketball team, and rightfully so. It's a very, very fun team. Uh, we've gone through it on the site. I mean, I'm not sure anyone's covered it in depth as much as we have um, across this season, just every game. And now in the postseason, LSU gets a three seed at 28 and two. Obviously, when we start looking at the seeding, a lot of people hoped they would get a two seed. At the end of the day, I guess the loss to Tennessee um, weighed pretty heavily on the selection committee's decision. Um, and then obviously, you go back to the non conference strength of schedule, which was pretty They didn't low. play anybody. Yeah, they didn't play anybody. And so we knew going into it, it was going to be an uphill um, task for, for this team to get a two seed if they lost to Tennessee. They lose a team like UConn and um, some other seed, seeds uh, edge them out for two seeds. So they get a three, but they draw Hawaii in the first round, who was a three seed in their own conference tournament in the Big West. And then uh, Michigan and UNLV are the six and 11. Um, all those games will be on Friday. Michigan, UNLV playing at two. LSU, Hawaii played at 430. I have a full um, preview on the site um, with, all four teams information and analysis on all of them but yeah what, what do you think of lsu's draw and just i guess season as a whole because we haven't got on here and talked about the lsu women's basketball season right the draw puts them with a number one seed indiana which is definitely one of the top four best teams out there they've been consistent all year mm -hmm. uh they were a team that in the rankings was jumping lsu even when lsu obviously had a better record um, but let's just start with the reality before we get into the bracket of what a year. Two losses, only one in the regular season to the best team in women's college basketball, South Carolina, at South Carolina. Then they were up, what, 17 against Tennessee. They end up coming back, losing that one. Uh, they don't get the rematch in the SEC championship with South Carolina. If they will play South Carolina again, it'll be for the Natty because South Carolina is on the opposite end of the bracket. Um, the one seeds would be Virginia Tech. And Indiana on the other side, the one seed would be Stanford in South Carolina. If I'm an LSU fan or if I'm Kim Mulkey, I like it because I think I can get out of my, I guess it's technically the Greenville 2 regional that they're in, but it's really Baton Rouge right now for a sub-regional. Little first two games here. Uh, and that's what they did a year ago. Uh, they played two games at home, uh, Jackson State and Ohio State, uh, lost to Ohio State. You said all along, correct me if I'm wrong, that the floor for this team should be the Sweet 16. Do you still agree? Is that still your notion? Yes, yes. That is still my uh, belief. Uh, obviously, last year, if we look at what happened last year with Alexis Morris being injured, um, just that team not coming into uh, – I mean, She could barely to, walk last year in the game. Yeah, losing to Kentucky in the first round of the SEC tournament. Like There were a lot of signs that things were not going right. And then you compound that 
with the fact that they played Jackson State, who I thought was underseeded, had a first-round WNBA draft pick on it, very, very good Jackson State team that almost beat them, underseeded, then plays Ohio State, who could shoot the lights out, and they return a lot of that same team. They're a three-seed this year. Very, very good Ohio State team. That matched up awful. It was an awful matchup for last year's LSU team. This year, they have Hawaii, who, like I said, came in third in their own conference. Um, I looked at their resume, all the stats. They are not nearly as intimidating as Jackson State was last year. No. Just not even close to it. And we'll talk about say, so for folks kind of getting a feel for this, they'll play on Friday and Jackson State, or excuse me, Jackson State was a year ago. Um, I've got their bracket pulled up here. So it'll be, I think that Michigan UNLV games first. Yes. And then it'll be LSU Hawaii. When I look back and I'm trying to make the, the tie-in here, because you talked about Jackson State being underseeded and a good team, remember, Maddie B, that that Jackson State team had not lost a game since December. So they were playing well. They were confident. I look at UNLV. They're the 11th seed. Everyone expects Michigan to advance and it'd be LSU-Michigan to go to the Sweet 16. UNLV is a lot like that Jackson State team. Outside of South Carolina, UNLV has the longest win streak in the country, 22 straight games. Then you look at Michigan, they've lost their last seven games to ranked opponents. Mm -hmm. Kind of stumbling down the stretch. They do have a good team. I'm not going to be surprised if UNLV gives them a run or beats them in that game. Yeah, and they're led by, I mean, uh, kind of similar to Jackson State. They have a center in there who's putting up 18 and 10 consistently has 18 double-doubles on the year. So um, quality player for, for UNLV and Desiree Young. That that UNLV game, Michigan, will be a grind. Meanwhile, I think LSU will cruise. I think LSU is comfortable against Hawaii. I think they'll be fine on the inside. Um, and then that second game, like I said, you asked me if the floor was Sweet 16. I still think the floor is Sweet 16 because albeit Michigan and UNLV are talented teams, I think LSU has played – you know, I think tennis, obviously Tennessee is a four seed in this tournament. Tennessee is a better team. Um, you look at a team like Ole Miss, you know, Mississippi State, even though they're in the plan, I think it's a good team. Arkansas, uh, Alabama, you know, those type of teams they've played a lot of. And I see similarities in like Michigan and UNLV and how they play. Uh, Michigan doesn't shoot a lot of threes. So I think that plays into LSU's favor. And I think LSU has better big. So I think LSU should be looking at a Sweet 16 floor um, entering the tournament. And Last year just felt so like new. Everything felt yeah. new to that team. Like the, all those seniors that had never played in a tournament game, they just stepped in there like, all right, Caleb Pointer, here, you're in the tournament now, go win. This year, what we kind of, you know, you alluded to it before we got on here. It's like this team has a little bit more experience. Even though Flage is a starter, you have Alexis Morris who has been, who is completely healthy and it has been saying this whole time, it's like, this is my last year. I have all the urgency, all of the want in the world. And I think that plays a big role. Then Angel Reese, who la last year was one of the best players in the Big Ten, let's not forget, at Maryland. And I, I read it to you before we got on Yeah, here. drop this stat line, Stanford. This is a Sweet 16 game, too. Sweet 16 against Stanford last year. She puts up 25 points and nine rebounds on 10 of 12 from the free throw line, 7 of 16 from the field, and 1 of 1 from 3. I didn't watch the game. Don't ask me, but 1 of 1 from 3. So – 30 minutes, that's the type of performance Angel Reese is used to having in these games. So the moment won't get to her. She's playing at home. We know how much she loves playing at home. I think that she's just going to come out and dominate these two games. 
When you look at, again, we expect them to cruise on Hawaii. Um, it would be shocking if they didn't beat them. Guess, guess the spread for Hawaii real quick, Shay. Is there a spread? There is a spread. Well, yesterday there was a spread, and I, I it might have changed even since then. but uh, 20. You're not going to guess it. 32. Ouch. All right. Insane. So, cruising. Uh, is there a spread on that Michigan UNLV game? That's a good question. I would have to look that up. Okay, so that'll be an intriguing game. Here's what I want to ask you because – Yes, you mentioned they have sort of a blend of veterans, but then some veterans who don't have recent tournament experience. We were looking before, like Ladasia Williams was at Missouri. They didn't make the tourney. Jasmine Carson was at West Virginia. They didn't make the tourney. Angel Reese was at Maryland. We just talked about that. They went to the Sweet 16. They faced Stanford. She played great. Then you've got Flauja, who hasn't played but in a tourney game because she's a freshman, but then Samaya Smith, you know, freshman. But you've got Alexis Morris, who's – played for what like five different college teams at this point yeah. and been around the block started with Kim Mulkey ending with Kim Mulkey she's really coming to her own as a person who can take over a game where you don't just have to rely on your bigs let me ask you this though if you get into that second round LSU should beat either of those teams they're better than both those teams what hurts you because I think the Achilles heel for this team in the tournament isn't necessarily Alexis Morris like going cold or isn't necessarily Angel not getting her double doubles. I think it's Angel and Ladesia staying out of foul trouble because in games where they've had to go sit, then you start to worry about, okay, if you're playing someone who's got bigs, it's like imagine playing a South Carolina, which that's rare, but a team yeah. like that who's got a big or two, if Angel or Ladesia is on the bench, LSU could be in some trouble. That is not the recipe for success for them. Yeah, that I remember that happening. It's a uh, Missouri and South Carolina. Those are the two that come to mind. I know Missouri gave them some fits early, and then they pulled away. But South Carolina is the game that a lot of people go back to. Like though they got in foul trouble early, they relied on Alexis Morris to do everything because Reese was basically shut down. Like you said, they're not going to fa- play South Carolina unless they play the cha- in the championship game. Like that's that's not the concern. The concern is. In one of these games against Michigan, if they make the Sweet 16 against Utah, you know, those games can Reese and Williams stay on the floor because as much as I like Samaya Smith, that is asking a lot of her to step in and play like 20 minutes, like 18 minutes. Like I, I don't want her having to do that much. Uh, if she can come in for 8 to 10 minutes, that's perfect. Now, Flage kind of branching off of your point here of saying they, I think they need the veterans to step up. I, I think Jasmine Carson – needs to play well. I, I think Flage is good, but we saw kind of in that South Carolina game, the moment just kind of overtake her, overwhelm her to a degree. I think she learns from that. I think she'll be better. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Alexis Morris and Angel Reese should not come off the floor, and I don't think they will. Um, and then I think Ladeja Williams, at times I've called her the best third best player on this team because I think that's what she's at least consistently been. Like she's not someone who stands out. As far as, you know, like Jasmine Carson can go off for five threes in a game. But I think she's been steady, and I I agree with you. I think the front court is going to have to be very, very stable for this team. I can see Flauge having a nice tournament, too. I think that when you look at experience being valued in a tournament, I think um, experience can be viewed in a few ways. Now, Kim Mulkey's got all the experience in the world. Bob Starkey has all the experience in the world. A lot of these assistants have been to a million NCAA tournaments. They know how what they need to do the player's mindset. They know what those guys need to do. The girls need to do a number of these girls have played in the big stage before, but then I look at a girl like Flauge, like it might sound silly, but 
she went out and won the Jordan. Like she was MVP of Jordan Brand Classic. That's like a big time game. McDonald's All American. She's played yeah. in it. Um, she's performed in front of packed arenas on America's Got Talent. Like I don't think any of this stuff phases her. And if she can be locked in, that'd be a really nice addition. Because there have been games where she hasn't contributed much. And there's been games where she's contributed a good amount. And it's really not mattered because they've won every game but two of them. Now it matters. I'm excited to see what she can do. I do expect them to cruise through this regional. Uh, I think that they will beat whoever they end up facing between UNLV and Michigan. Um, I know we were doing a short pod here, Maddie B, but you mentioned Utah. And Utah is the team that you would presume they would face in the Elite Eight. Utah is the two-seed. Um, obviously Indiana being the one, but if NC state gets by Princeton and I know probably a lot of people, nobody's watched any NC state basketball. Um, I haven't, but I've read all about it now. NC state has the 17 net and the number six strength of schedule. And on the night that Caitlin Clark at Iowa, who might be the best player in college basketball set her season high of 45 points, they lost to NC state. I wouldn't be surprised if LSU may, if they can get to the Sweet 16, it might not be Utah. It might be a seven seed in a mm-hmm. team like NC State, which I think then would make it, oh, whoa, all of a sudden you're expected now to make yeah. it past that, to get into the Elite Eight. So it'll be intriguing to see. I, I'm certain in these women's tournament that Chalk wins the majority of the time uh, and mm-hmm. will advance. But uh, there is some intrigue to me if they can win on Friday and Sunday and get into the Sweet 16 and see who they end up playing. Yeah, Utah um, in the AP poll is eight. LSU is nine, um, separated by just nine votes, so nine seeding placements in there. Um, that's going to be a real interesting one because as far as Pac-12 goes, I haven't watched enough women's. I've watched a lot of Big 12 and SEC. Those are my main two for women's basketball. So on my bracket, I, yet in my bracket, I still have three Big Ten teams because I just feel like that's the best conference. Um, I have Iowa and Ohio State and uh, Indiana in there. Um, Indiana LSU. I do have Indiana LSU in my elite eight, though. So, uh, do you value net? Um, it, it feels like everybody val- val- should value net a little bit, but it feels like the seating committee just like doesn't really yeah. care about it, even though just the NCAA turn into for a glimpse game. of it. Though, uh, if LSU play, well, for instance, they're going to play Michigan or UNLV. Uh, UNLV is fifty-one in net. Michigan's twenty-six. LSU's three, and then you look at. The other side of it, if it is an NC State Utah, let's say Utah seven in net, NC State seventeen. So a, a path to the That's Sweet Sixteen or the Elite, like LSU, does have the best net of all these teams. I mean, three means there's only two teams that have a better net than you. And in fact, obviously, one of them is going to be South Carolina. If unless I'm off there, I've got. No, you're right. It's South Carolina and UConn are the two. Okay, I was going to guess Tennessee. because and LSU think- went back and forth with UConn for – like LSU was two in the net for a bit and then lost and dropped to three. So Okay, yeah, Tennessee's they, a top 15 net. It's like I, I, the net should matter. I think that's why LSU had a bid for a two seed, but the selection committee matters, uh, cares about the strength of schedule. Uh, real quick, going back to your earlier question of the spread of UNLV in Michigan, it's only three and a half. There we go. Michigan. All right, I'm picking the upset. UNLV, so, it's in my bracket. Yeah. I- I filled out a women's bracket. I'm rocking UNLV. All right. There you go. There you go. Vegas kind of agrees with you. If it's only three, that's pretty, pretty nuts. Um, I think that's, I think we covered everything. Obviously, like you said, Jasmine and Ladeja were not in the tournament last year. Um, at the end of the day, 
I think this comes down to Alexis Morris being aggressive and kind of setting the tone for those guards. And then Reese is going to be Reese. I think Reese is going to average 24 and 15 in this regional. Like, you know what you're getting from her. Uh, I want to see her get to the free throw line consistently in these games. I want to see her continue to stay aggressive. But Alexis Morris, to me, at times, I've said this on our board, it's like at times she can pick her spots and she can be like, oh, I'm going to be point guard Lex now. I'm going to be – no, they, this team, I think, needs her to be aggressive and then pass second. And uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch because now it's uh, – this is her last run. This is win or go home. So I expect to see her uh, come in ready to play. Yeah, and look, this is a reality of a Kim Mulkey team. They had won nine games before she got here. She immediately brings them to the tourney. They beat Jackson State. They lose to a more talented Ohio State team. That's the breaks. And often in women's basketball, that's the case. We saw it against South Carolina. They're not there yet. Kim Mulkey is like, we we need another year, maybe two, to get where they are because their number one recruiting classes are all juniors and seniors now for Don Staley. So, yeah, LSU is not to South Carolina yet. But LSU is better than they were last year. And LSU is better than the majority, not even the majority. I'd say LSU is better than probably all, but six or seven, five, six, seven teams in the tournament. And then you can make the case that they're just as good as some of those. So yeah. I'm with you, Sweet 16 or bust. And I will not be surprised if they get past that. And that's what you want. Year one, you got to the tourney, you hosted, you won a game. Year two, you got to the tourney, you hosted, you want to win both games. Year three, the goal is, okay, we're shooting for Final Four. We're trying to get into the Elite Eight. And I have little doubt uh, and all the faith that Kim Mulkey knows how to do that. And they've got the number one recruiting class coming in. So if I'm an LSU fan, you know that the fun is, you know, is still beginning. It This is almost not like Lanyap, but they're not expected to go win a Natty this year. Could they? Like, sure. Yes. And that's cool to think of it even being a possibility. But get to the Sweet 16, it's considered a success. So that just means win two home games on Friday and Sunday. Yep. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be out there, obviously, for both the games. I mean, it should be – I mean, it will be a sold-out, you know, packed house in there just like it was last year. Um, I'll be yeah. there. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, all right, that's it. We wanted to get you all out a quick preview. Um, game is, like we said, tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. in the PMAC, LSU-Hawaii, and then the following game will be on Sunday uh, time to be announced. So, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, hope to see you all in the PMAC on Friday.